Canto Four, Chapter Twenty One. Instructions by Prithu Maharaj. Maitreya said, "The city at the Golden Gates and everywhere around was decorated with pearls, flower garlands, and cloth, and there was also highly fragrant incense. The streets." The parks and the lanes that were sprinkled with water, scented with sandalwood and aguru, were decorated with unbroken rice, flowers, fruits in their peel, precious stones, parched grains, and lamps. With everything being cleansed and festooned with leaves of various trees, like fresh mango leaves, and the flowers and fruits hanging down from pillars of banana trees and betel nut trees, it all looked very nice. The citizens and many a beautiful, radiating virgin, decorated with tinkling earrings, came to welcome him, equipped with lamps and countless articles of worship. Even though the king, when he entered the palace, was honored with the sounds of kettle drums, conch shells, and the Vedic chants of the priests, he took no pride in it. With the great glory of thus being revered and pleased everywhere by the nobles and the commoners, he. In his turn, wished them all the best. He had been so from the beginning, magnanimous in all his actions and doing great works regularly. He had become the greatest of the great, and thus ruling with the achievement of a repute that had spread all over the world, he finally was elevated to the supreme lotus feet. Sutta said. O greatest of the devotees, O leader of the sages, after Maitreya thus befittingly had expounded on the high reputation of that ideal king, so qualified because of his countless qualities, Vidura proved his great respect and addressed him. Vidura said, "When he was enthroned by the great souls of learning, he realized the full respect of the enlightened community, and was by that grace of Vishnu." Able to expand to the strength of a rule of law by which he managed to break open and exploit the earth. Who would not enjoy to hear about his glories, about his intelligence and his chivalry, to the example of which even to this day so many kings and their local rulers proceed in procuring what they desire for their livelihood? Please tell me more about those good deeds. Maitreya proceeded. Living in the land between the two rivers, the Ganges and the Yamuna, he who was destined to enjoy the fortune of his pious deeds, exhausted his merits. Except for the Brahmin culture and the souls in succession devoted to the infallible one, there was for everyone on the seven continents the irrevocable order of him as the one ruler holding the scepter. And so he one day took a vow to initiate a great sacrifice, to the occasion of which the authorities of God assembled, the Brahmin sages, the wise kings, and all the great devotees. To that occasion he offered his obeisances to all the respectable souls who deserved it according to their respective positions, standing in their midst like the moon between the stars. He was a tall man. Well built, with strong arms and a lotus-like fair complexion, eyes as bright as a sunrise, 
a straight nose and a beautiful face with a grave expression, high shoulders, and teeth brilliant at the smile. He had a broad chest, a firm waist with beautiful folds in his abdomen like the leaf of a banana tree, a coiled navel, thighs of a golden hue, and an arched instep. With fine, curly, slick black hair on his head and a neck like a conch, he was dressed in a very valuable dhoti with over his upper body a wrapper worn like a sacred thread. With all the beauty of his physical appearance, he was the one appointed to give up his garments according to the regulations. Nicely covered by a black deerskin and with a ring of kusha grass around his finger, he then performed as was required. With starry eyes as moist as the dew, he glanced over all the souls around him, and then, for the purpose of pleasing the assembly, began to speak in terms of the following elevating discourse. What he brought to mind for them was of a great importance and beauty, and was flowery, crystal clear and free from doubt, spoken to the benefit of all. The king, addressing the ones present, said, Listen carefully, O great souls present here, how I, as an inquisitive man, feel obliged to present to you, dear nobles, my conclusions concerning the principles of Dharma. I, carrying the scepter as the king of all citizens, am engaged in this world as the protector and employer of each person the way he is born in the context of his own vertically established separate social order. By executing of him the seer of all destiny, that what the experts in Vedic knowledge speak about, I expect to fulfill all the objectives as desired everywhere by everyone. Anyone who as a king exacts taxes from the citizens without reminding them of their respective Varnasharama duties of age and vocation, will, according to the impiety of his citizens, also have to relinquish the enjoyment of his own fortune. Therefore, my dear citizens, it serves no doubt that whatever you, without grumbling, out of your own real interest, according to the Varnasharama system, do with him beyond the senses in mind, constitutes a great service unto me. When you serve his interest, you are of service to me, your protector. All of you present here as people, faithful to the forefathers, the gods, the sages and the sinless, please take this at heart. In the hereafter, the results of one's actions are equally shared by the performer of the deeds, by their director and by their supporter. O respectable souls, there must be someone like him who sometimes in the scriptures is called the Lord of Sacrifice. Why else would one in this material world and in the hereafter see embodiments of great power and beauty. Manu, Uttanapada, Dhruva and no doubt the great king Priyavrata and my grandfather Anga, these great and saintly personalities, as also others of the unborn soul like Pralada and Bali Maharaj, are proof of the existence of him holding the club. Except for descendants like my father, who, abominably acting like death personified, had lost his way on the path of religion, 
one as good as always ascribes the elevation to higher worlds and class to the endarmic action being liberated from the material motive for the sake of the one supreme soul. Persons of penance destroy, because of their inclination to serve the lotus feet, immediately the dirt that accumulated in their minds in countless births. Just like the Ganges water that emanating from his toes vanquishes all dirt, they, day after day, see their purity increasing. By particularly time and again gathering strength in seeking in a systematic scientific way refuge at his lotus feet, the person disgusted with the endless ruminations will purify himself and not again surrender to a materially motivated life full of hindrances. All you citizens, in order to be satisfied, be sure of being devoted at his lotus feet according to your personal sense of duty. Be in your thoughts, your words and in the physical sense of the particular qualities of your own type of work and answer with an open mind in the full of your conviction to all that is wanted, as far as your talents allow. He who is present in this world with various qualities and transcendence is worshipped with different kinds of sacrifices. In these sacrifices, performed with physical means and the practicing of mantras, his forms and names, as a condensation of his nature, then serve the purpose of the science of being free from contaminations. Just like fire manifests differently, depending the shape and quality of the firewood, the Almighty One also manifests this body of forms and names by activities and in a consciousness that are the result of a certain combination of the non-manifest primary nature, the time, the mental disposition and the dutifulness. O all of you, by incessantly, with firm determination on this earth, by means of your occupational duties, worshipping the Supreme Lord, the enjoyer of the sacrifice and the spiritual teacher, you share your grace with me. Those who are of great opulence should never exercise power over the blessed souls devoted to the unconquerable one, nor over those who practice tolerance, are of penance and are spiritually educated, for they personally constitute the ruling class of the twice-born souls, the Brahmins in society. The original personality, the oldest and eternal Lord and Godhead of the Brahminical culture, acquired the opulence of his eternal fame of being the great elevated leader who purifies the entire universe by exercising respect for their lotus feet. By serving them one satisfies the unlimited, independent Lord dwelling in everyone's heart. Therefore are those who humbly follow in his footsteps, in every respect, constantly of service to the Brahmin class. A person automatically, without delay, achieves the greatest peace and the satisfaction of his soul when he regularly relates to them by means of delivering service. For who would be a better mouth and hand for the ghee that is offered? Ananta, the lord of the snake bed, is never as pleased to eat from sacrifices in the fire which on itself is bereft of consciousness, as he is by those sacrifices that, 
with faith and the worship of names in the midst of devotees are offered in the mouths of the knowers of the absolute everything that with faith austerity auspicious actions silence an absorbed mind and sense control is propagated by the constant pure and original brahminical culture is there for the sake of showing the true meaning and purpose of the vedic vision in which this world is reflected as clear as in a mirror o people of culture i will carry the dust of the lotus feet of all of them on my helmet until the end of my life everyone who always engages this way will soon vanquish his sins and be blessed with all qualities he whose wealth consists of good conduct and gratitude he who seeks refuge with the learned and acquired all the good qualities will achieve all the fortune of god may the maintainer of the three worlds as also his devotees be pleased with the brahminical class with the cows and with me maitreya said the king speaking thus was congratulated by all the virtuous souls present the elderly the godly and the twice born who satisfied and happy minded exclaimed sadhu sadhu well done well spoken they said the vedic teaching which says that someone becomes victorious in all the worlds through his son has become true now that he pritu in a grand manner has delivered his most sinful father of vena from the darkness in which he landed after being cursed by the brahmins also hiranyakashipu who because of repeatedly blaspheming the supreme lord entered the darkest regions was delivered by the actions of his son pralada best of all warriors dear father of the earth whose devotion unto the infallible one the one maintainer of all the worlds is so exemplary may you live forever today o supreme one of purity we are because of you under the rule of the lord of liberation mukunda of him vishnu who appearing in the stories of the scriptures is glorified as the worshipable lord of the brahmins it is nothing special o lord to rule over citizens for one's income what is of greatness is the nature of your affection and mercy for all living beings we who as a consequence of our deeds in the past lost their goal in life and determined by fate are wandering around today because of you have learned to know the other side of the darkness of material existence our obeisances to you whom we honor as a personality moved by the quality of goodness as someone who by dint of his personal prowess inspires the brahminical culture and maintains the honor of the ruling class